I'm Jamelyn Steffen, and this is Want to Want It, episode number 96, Anticipation. Welcome to Want to Want It, a podcast for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamelyn Steffen. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you and teach you how to desire more as well. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Want to Want It. Christmas is less than two weeks away. I'm super, super excited about that. This is by far my favorite celebration of the year. And I think a lot of the reason for that is because of the actual build-up to Christmas, because of the anticipation. So today I want to talk about anticipation, not just for Christmas, but for life, and why it's so powerful, and maybe how to create more of it. So anticipation is a feeling of excitement about something that's going to happen in the near future. It's kind of this extension of hope. And in a way, it's also kind of an act of faith, right? It's having faith that what you want is coming your way. So I was listening to a podcast recently where he quoted a preacher, and I'm so sorry because I can't remember the name, but what the preacher said was, I think anticipation is one of the greatest sources of human joy. And if you could see my 13-year-old right now, you would agree because he has so much anticipation around Christmas. It is so amazing. He is definitely experiencing joy. Now, you can actually experience negative anticipation. This is called anxiety right? Or more specifically, anticipatory anxiety. And we all know what this kind of anticipation feels like. I do not like it very much. I feel it when I go with my husband to a work party, okay? Especially the first few times that we went, I was so anxious. I was really anxious to be in a place where I didn't know people. I feel it when I know I'm going to have to have a difficult conversation with somebody. I feel this anticipatory anxiety when I have to talk in front of a large crowd. So I know many of us, most of us, probably all of us experience some level of anticipatory anxiety. But did you know that positive anticipation and anticipatory anxiety can coexist at the same time? Some specialists actually refer to positive anticipation and anticipatory anxiety as sister emotions because you often have them together. So if you're getting married, that's going to feel really exciting and anxiety-provoking. Planning a trip. This is what I see at my house, okay? We're super excited, but my husband is like so worried that we're not going to get through security on time. And my littlest is worried that the ship is going to sink into the sea while we're on our cruise, right? So we have kind of this excitement of going, but also anxiety. So there is good anticipation and anxiety at the same time. Having your first child is so exciting and completely terrifying. So the key is to be sure to give each side of the coin equal airtime in your brain and not just focus on the anxiety because that kills any of that good anticipation or excitement. When you actually allow yourself to think of anxious things as exciting, it will actually make you feel better about those things. That anticipatory anxiety will actually lessen. But for today's podcast, I actually don't want to focus on negative anticipation. I want to focus on that kind of child at Christmas type anticipation. I feel like God set the world up in a way to keep us anticipating. Just look at nature. So when I go hiking in the wee hours of the morning and it's dark, 
I anticipate the sun rising. Okay. I'm really excited for that sun to get up and for me to be able to see better and just feel a little more confident in my surroundings. When I have kids that won't go to bed when the sun's still up, like, do you remember that for those of you who are like me and don't have the little kids anymore? But the sun would still be up at nine at night, right? So no one's going to bed at seven because the sun is still up. So I really anticipate the sun going down in those times. Winter is really cold here in Canada. And as it drags on, I start to anticipate spring. I get really, really excited that spring is coming. And I get excited every year. And then by the middle of May, I'm anticipating summer vacation. And then I start to anticipate the beginning of school, right? And then I start to anticipate that hunker down feeling of winter and Christmas again. So I feel like God set up the world for us to always have things to anticipate. And then there's our own personal, physical, and mental growth that happens that sets us up for anticipation, right? You have these babies and you just anticipate that first smile, the first time they roll over, their first steps. I remember anticipating no more diapers. Pregnancy is full of anticipation. Am I pregnant? I'm pregnant. How will I announce it? I can't wait for that ultrasound. And by the time you get to that few weeks off of your due date, now the anticipation of having that baby is so high. Life milestones create anticipation. Going to your first day of school, going to that next school, right? Moving on to high school, being able to wear makeup, getting a driver's license, graduation, moving out on your own, meeting that special someone, getting married, having kids, moving somewhere you want to live that you've always wanted to live, a new career, retirement. Some people even live long enough to anticipate death and that anticipation of being reunited with the people who've gone before them. I remember as a kid anticipating my birthday, like just weeks before, right? I was planning what cake I wanted, what gifts I wanted, who was going to come, what I was going to wear, what it was going to feel like. I was just so excited about that day. TV writers are great at anticipation, like what's going to happen next? I can't believe I have to wait a week or worse the whole summer to see what's going to happen next. But we kind of love it, don't we? We love a series that makes us anticipate the next one. Now that we have streaming capabilities, if my family gets into a series, it can be a school night and suddenly we're starting the next episode at 10 p.m. because the anticipation of what's coming is so high and we can't wait. And authors, they do this as well. I remember that by the time the fourth Harry Potter book was coming out, people were lining up outside stores to be the first to get it. And we would be at family reunions sitting by a lake and there would be 30 people all holding the same book in their hands reading because we've been anticipating this book. We just love to look forward to something. Now, like I said before, Christmas is my favorite time of year and therefore my favorite day of the year is December 24th because of all of the anticipation. And in my house, like yours, we have traditions that help build that anticipation up till the 25th. We have an Advent that we do from December 1st to the 24th. Now, Advent calendars are meant to help us anticipate. That is the point of them, because Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means arrival or coming. So it's awaiting the arrival of Christ, right? That's what it was about. And by cutting a link off of our Advent chain every day and seeing what activity we're going to do as a family, we increase our anticipation of Christmas. Positive anticipation is a key ingredient to sexual desire. Negative anticipation or anxiety kills sexual desire, but positive anticipation revs up your sexual desire. That's why you will often see advice 
from quote unquote sex experts. I don't know, maybe some are, some aren't, but it will encourage you to build anticipation. They're going to tell you to send each other suggestive texts throughout the day. They're going to tell you to kind of use your imagination during the day of what you think that night is going to look like and feel like just to get that anticipation rising and compounding. They're going to suggest that you do things together that are touchy-feely but not totally sexual to start, like a massage to increase anticipation because anticipation increases sexual desire. So here is how life seems to be. It seems like from about birth to maybe your early 30s, there's a lot of things around us that feed our anticipation. From your first steps to your first house, kind of we have just a steady stream of things in our lives to just be excited for. But then we start to live a more settled life. We aren't growing any taller. We have the same job. We live in the same house. We have the kids that we're going to have, right? Our families kind of settle. And in a lot of ways, we love this. This is what we've been working for. But it means that the number of anticipatory events in our life decreases. Maybe we plan a vacation once a year, but there's not necessarily lots of other things that are creating anticipation for us. Now, I know that kind of sounds drab. I actually don't think we don't have anything to anticipate, but I think what happens is that life stops providing us with all of the anticipation and we have to start actually creating it for ourselves. And the reason I think we should do this is one, because apparently anticipation is one of the greatest sources of human joy. And two, because studies show that anticipation boosts your mood and lowers your stress. It increases motivation, it increases optimism, and it increases patience. It also decreases irritability. So having something to anticipate is good for your brain. So I thought I would just give you a few suggestions of ways to increase anticipation in your life deliberately instead of waiting for outside things to provide anticipation for you. Okay, so number one, just plan something. A vacation, a party, even just planning time to organize that closet that you really want to get into and de-junk because I love de-junking and decluttering a space. That brings me a lot of joy. So when I have a plan of when I'm going to do that, I can feel that anticipation. So plan something. Number two, a countdown app on your phone is another way to increase anticipation. So if you have something coming up that you're excited for, put a countdown app on your phone. I actually love when summer is approaching and school is ending. I never considered putting a countdown app on my phone, but maybe I will try it this year. It would just count down the days of school, right? You could use it for an upcoming vacation. You could use it for a child that's coming home from school or from a mission or from overseas. Another suggestion is to put a picture on your phone of what you're excited about that's coming up. So if you're building a house, put a picture of the plans on your phone. If you're going on a getaway with your girlfriends, put a picture on your phone of all of you together. If you're going to peak a mountain, put a picture of that mountain on your phone. Whatever it is, just keep your mind remembering and anticipating what's coming. The fourth idea that I have is to write down one thing you're excited about for tomorrow. This was a suggestion I actually thought was so brilliant, especially if the next day has some anticipatory anxiety with it. Like, what can you be excited for as well? If you have to do something scary, sometimes just the thought, I'll be done that scary thing, is worth getting excited for, right? I'm like, I'm nervous about this thing tomorrow, but it's going to be finished tomorrow, and that makes me excited. I always get excited if I can sleep in the next day, and I get excited for Fridays. But if you want to practice putting more anticipation in your life, write down or at least think about one thing you're excited about for tomorrow. Number five, 
connect with your future self. This is what the sexperts are telling you when they want you to imagine ahead of time what your sexual encounter will be like later that night. They want you to tap into your future self and what's happening for you there. Think about show homes or homes that are really staged well to sell. The idea is to give people a picture of what their future could look like in that house. It's to get them excited about a future there. So if you want to have anticipation for something, imagine yourself there. What does it feel like? How will things go? What's it going to be like to be there? Another suggestion is what's called temptation bundling. So this is building anticipation for things you don't want to do by pairing it with something you do want to do. So it's kind of like bribing yourself. So I hate to get blood work done, but there's always a long lineup when I go to get my blood work done. So I just take my book and I have this kind of guilt-free reading time in the middle of the day. So I don't like getting my blood work done, but I love if I get a whole hour totally guilt-free just to read my book. I remember when I was doing high fit a lot and all of the ladies who said that they came because they loved the social part of it. They wanted to be fit, but they didn't really want to have to do the hard workout. But when it was bundled with a great social experience, they were excited to come. Maybe your child's starting at a new school. So it's like, hey, we're going to go, we're going to get you a new outfit that you're going to love. So even though you're going to feel nervous on that first day of school, it's going to be super exciting to wear this new outfit. So this is a way to take that anticipatory anxiety and pair it deliberately with something that you can positively anticipate, okay? Temptation bundling is what it's called. Number seven, incentives. So kind of similar idea to what I was just talking about, but it's like, when I'm done this, I get to do this. So it's building anticipation for things to come afterwards so that you have the motivation to do what you need to do right now. So in the summertime, we took our family on a hike that actually we knew was going to be long, but ended up being way longer than we thought. But we just kept saying to the kids, when you're done, you get to pick anything you want. You can go to the pop shop, you can go out for ice cream, whatever you want, you get. And that was our incentive, right? So it's taking this thing that's hard and building anticipation for something after. Number eight is make up your own event to get excited for. So In our church, we fast once a month. On the first Sunday of the month, it is Fast Sunday. And the intention is that we are using this fast as a way to connect with God and to call down blessings from heaven that we need or that we are praying for for other people. And it's kind of like prayer on steroids, right? It's just a way for us to really focus on the spiritual side of our lives. And this is meant to be a 24-hour fast, so no food, no water. And I hate it. Well, okay, I used to totally hate it. Now I'm a little braver about it because I do believe in the power of fasting, but I struggle because I'm hungry and I'm uncomfortable and sometimes I feel a little shaky and I don't do awesome at it. But a few years ago, our family decided that we would get together with my brothers and sisters and their children to break our fast and have a big breakfast for dinner. Like, let's make breakfast for dinner. So we call it break fast right? Because we're breaking our fast together. And if you split breakfast into its break fast. And now we do this almost every month. And I look forward to it and my kids look forward to it. And it's all made up. It's just something we made up that we anticipate now. So what event could you just make up to be excited for? Do a one-time book club or celebrate your dog's birthday. Just 
Whatever it is, just make up something to be excited about and to plan, and that will get your anticipation up. Number nine, ask yourself this question. What if it's an adventure? So this is something to ask yourself when you are about to do something that seems maybe unappealing or tedious or just even new. When you ask yourself, but what if it's an adventure? Then you can get excited about it. Hey, number 10, 100 list or bucket list. So I did a podcast recently on bucket lists or a 100 list, and this is a great way to intentionally create anticipation in your life. Making that list keeps you anticipating doing that activity and anticipating how it will feel to have completed it. Number 11, make something ordinary, extraordinary. Part of how we increase our anticipation at Christmas is by decorating, listening to Christmas music, you know, other traditional things we do, making special foods, other things like that. What if you took something ordinary once in a while and made it special? Even just planning to put candles on the table and maybe your nice china increases your anticipation for dinner. It doesn't even have to be a special dinner. It's just making it a little more extraordinary. And the last suggestion I want to give you is delay doing something at least a little bit so you actually build the anticipation. We live in a world where we get a lot of instant gratification. Hold off a little, not because you need to, but because you can and it will increase your anticipation. What would happen if you weren't allowed to look at your emails or your Instagram or even your phone until the end of the day? you would have anticipation. What if you decided to put the money aside for something you want and wait until you have all the money collected before you buy it, instead of getting it now and doing a payment plan? You could even put pictures of it on your phone or have the countdown app going, right, building that anticipation. So delay, put something off a little bit at least to build anticipation. I don't want this to sound like work, or at least like work you would hate to do. It will kill anticipation if you hate what you're doing. I just want to suggest that maybe it would be fun to do a little bit of work to increase the amount of anticipation you feel in a year by doing just a few small things. It's fun and it's good for you. And apparently it is one of the greatest sources of human joy. I hope you have a great week, everybody. Get excited for the holidays. If you're not excited yet, ask yourself how you can increase that good, positive anticipation. If you're still going to have some of that anticipatory anxiety, that's okay work on increasing that positive anticipation as well. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, jamelandstephancoaching.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at jamelandstephancoaching.